Welcome to episode one of the Elite Health Podcast. If you want to upgrade your life, lose fat, build muscle, and improve your mindset, join the community. I'm Azri, and I'm joined by Charlie Johnson. So Charlie Johnson is a good friend, mentor. I'm in Dubai, and I've actually come to his mastermind to meet him specifically as well. So we're going to go through everything that he's done to get to where he is in his life, and he's actually going to expand on what's worked for him, what's not, and how this has helped him improve every single area of his life and how he's helping me and others do the same. So welcome, Charlie. Thank you very much for the invite, Azrin, the, the very glamorous entry. So one thing that I want everyone to leave this podcast with is like literally smashing your limiting beliefs in terms of what you can achieve in your life and also removing the fear aspect that you have in terms of taking new actions because whether it's with your business, your fitness, relationships, you're scared of talking to the girl you want to talk to, fear is what's going to hold you back from anything you want to achieve. And as soon as you can learn to control fear, you then become unstoppable. All right, Charlie. So for anyone that doesn't know you right now, what is your background in fitness? Where did you start? Fill us in. Okay, so I'm going to go into a very short synopsis of this. 18, I qualified as a personal trainer at current school, not knowing what the hell I wanted to do. I just liked working out, liked being in the gym. Uh, I thought Jay Cutler was cool, so I'm still trying to copy his haircut. Now, from then, um, I realized personal training I didn't really like, wasn't really making much money, and I wasn't training the type of clientele I wanted. I then transitioned, went into a state agency, it's so like a corporate um, world. I did that for six, seven years, flourished really quickly, was a manager of a branch of real estate agents at 22. And then, interesting, I remember when I was like 21, 22, I actually thought I completely fucking ruined my life and failed because I hadn't gone to university. And friends of mine were coming out of university getting quote-unquote good jobs. And I generally can remember that now, thinking like, what have I done? Um, long story short, I worked there really hard, worked there for six, seven years, ended up getting six-figure salary. Um, in the meantime, I saw two people who I was really inspired by, Gary Vaynerchuk and then Grant Cardone. I saw what was happening with social media I relit my fitness bug in terms of when I was about 26, 27, got in the best shape of my life, did my first photo shoot, and I was like a timid cat, like scared when I was taking the first photo, um, and just started to document my journey. From that, I then transitioned, built up a side hustle of my online coaching business, which was then earning me significantly more than my um, real estate career. And then I think four and a half years ago, I took the plunge and ditched that off and went all in on fitness and never really looked back. Is a long story short. And then uh, 30 months ago, I also moved to Dubai. Again, another big push to try and take it to another level, um, which was a really radical change in a lot of respects in my life. So one thing I think I've started to notice, to notice a pattern is like everything in your life tends to change every three years. And that's a sign of progression and evolution. And for you to keep pushing forwards, you should see change and you should be uncomfortable all the time. Like the, the first time I did my own podcast, like if anyone wants to listen back, the original podcast I had, The Shredder Show, First episodes are terrible because I was like a timid, again, really timid. I'm naturally very introvert, shy. I found it really awkward talking on a podcast mic with myself. I just felt like a bit of a weirdo. Um, so that's generally my background. I now also run, um, alongside my fitness business, Charlie's Not Fitness, which is one of the biggest fitness businesses in the world, uh, Seven Figure Scaling Systems, which is a mastermind which follows my passion of business, helping people like Asri uh, crush it and maximize their potential because my gift is helping people maximize their potential with, this, with their fitness, their business, mainly because the main thing like we spoke at the beginning is their mindset is the thing that's holding them back, which is what we're going to go through today. Exactly. So that was a very, I would say, reserved entry into yourself because uh, we aren't really explaining like exactly how much you've done to get to your level of fitness, get to your level of business, because 
as you know, there's a thousand steps to get there. And for you personally, if you can give us the biggest thing you've learned from your starting point that helped you, first of all, get into the fitness space, what would that be in terms of your mindset, would you say? This is very interesting. So I've spoken to this a few times on podcasts. I remember now, when I start first started posting things on social media, like topless photos, people would be like, who the fuck does Charlie think he is? Why is he doing this? He's got a partner. He works in real estate, whatever, he should stay in his lane. And if I'd listened to those people, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Like, I wouldn't have given you the help with your business that I have now. I wouldn't have helped thousands of people transform their life. We've worked with over 8,000 clients. I've been featured in Forbes Men's Health, Apple News, like, two weeks ago, loads of other stuff. None of that would happen because someone else's, like, arsehole limiting beliefs in terms of trying to put someone else down. So I would say the most important thing in the beginning is if you've got a strong mission of what you want to achieve, whether it would be with your fitness or your business, is you need to be fairly tunnel visioned and not listen to anyone who hasn't done what you want to do. Because the reality is, even like family um, and friends are the people who are going to hold you back because they're looking at a, a fear factor. They're scared that you're going to go and fail and they want to protect you. So they want you to go and get a safe nine to five job. They want you to go and become a doctor. They don't want you to come go and be an entrepreneur and live this like adrenaline fun lifestyle of like running businesses and stuff. So what you have to do is start to become very aware of what people say and then how you react to manage that situation. I think that's one of the most powerful things you can have. And what I think comes with that, which is what a lot of society lack now, is critical thinking. Like, don't ever take anything on face value. Always, like, think, okay, why is this person saying this? Why is this person trying to sell me X? Because, I and mean, even in my business, that, that comes down to, like, mistakes I've made in hiring people is realising that when someone's interviewing with you, they're actually selling themselves to you. And, like, really obvious when I say it now, at the time, I was like, oh, this person's amazing. They can save this problem for me. They're like my knight shaving, shining armor, and I like sign up straight away. Um, is one of the big things I'd say. Yeah, it's a huge learning curve, and of course, making sure that you're really aware of where you are and you're comfortable within yourself, and you know that everyone else's opinions only go so far, and you should only take it to a certain. For example, we've just spent two hours in the gym filming different videos, which let's be honest, 99% of the people in the gym it's themselves wouldn't film themselves. So it's about how far can you take it with your actual self-limiting beliefs as to what's possible and how far you can actually push yourself out, yourself outside of your comfort zone to get to that next level and the next level and the next level. And then the step behind does become the new normal. It becomes that level higher and that's what pushes you higher and higher. So for you, where do you feel your actual first steps into the business side of things actually were? And how did that help you in different areas of your life? How did your fitness goals translate into your business goals? And where were the first steps going into there? So th this is a topic I love. So in my opinion, if you're very successful in fitness or very successful in business, you should be able to do both. Because the two things that determine you being successful in fitness are going to be um, consistently and working hard. What's going to make you successful in business is consistency and working hard which are actually the two things most people struggle with. So if you can do that one area of your life, like you're crushing it right now in your business, you're making loads of money, you apply that same mindset to fitness, you'll get in great shape. If you're in great shape, you love training, and, and you can um, really control your physique and improve, you apply the same principles in terms of your business. So what do I mean like that? If we look at like from a fitness aspect, you have a training program, you have a structure for your week, you know what you're training, when you're training, what exercises you're doing, and so on. You know When you're eating, you know what food you should be eating, you have a specific goal, um, you do the same thing in business, you know, okay, when am I having, when am I doing podcasts? When am I going to do sales goals? What type of content should I be making? How much content should I be making? It's the same system. It's the same thing, just like apples and oranges. And I think that's where 
too many people overcomplicate the process and I think they're too afraid of what other people are going to think. And when you get to the point where you don't give a shit what anyone thinks, that's when you truly become unstoppable. Like, I'm in a position now, I, I care, like, I don't care what anyone thinks, but I still care in the fact that I'm trying to utilise things like social media to my advantage. Um, but ultimately, I don't really give a shit. And when you get to that point, that's when you can just do whatever you want and be free, where so many people are almost like, they're bottlenecked by fear, that they're afraid of uh, asking out, like, oh, they're afraid of like asking for the sale, they're afraid of um, trying to make a piece of content and put themselves out there. And the reality is, if you don't put yourself out there, you're never going to get discovered. Fully, un fully understand. And you've had a very deep and interesting past life as well. So where you're at right now with your current life isn't exactly where you were at, let's say, 10, 15 years ago. Where did that start for you in terms of where you're at with family, relationships, friends, and how has that changed into where you're currently at now? I would say that, I'm not always going to say they were, unfortunately, but I think it's correct. As you evolve and progress as a human being, the gap between who you were and who you are now becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you don't see someone three, four years and suddenly they see you, you're a different person, which is good because you should constantly be evolving to become the greatest version of yourself. Now, the reality is that that gap, if the other person stayed where they are, which is what happens to most people, is then going to cause friction because they're going to be like, they're going to probably feel inferior, jealous, and that's going to start to come off with probably some... Um, negative comments about maybe like why are you eating like this why are you working so much and I'll give a really good example a friend of mine uh, came out to stay with me last year actually a week before I competed in the Dubai uh, pro show which was probably not the best time um, and he was sitting on the sofa watching some football bullshit or something and I was like eating listening to sales training videos and he like turned over to me he's like Charlie he's like this is why you're you are where you are and this is where I am where I am because it's like I'm sitting there watching training like sales training stuff whilst eating just not because I had to because subconsciously that's what I want to do and learn and then he's like there just fucking pissing away time watching bullshit on TV and your actions in life will determine your outcome and things you do every day are the things that are going to compound for you or for against you and like two books that talk about that really well um, one is The Slight Edge and one is The Atomic Habits which I'd really suggest that everyone reads I feel like you have stepped into an area where you move past the circle you're around you know you become some of the five people you're surrounded by so if you've really upgraded the people that you're around, I'm assuming that's probably one of the things that really helped you scale your fitness business. Is it? Here's a thought for everyone. So think about this. Your thoughts aren't your own thoughts. So everything coming into your head is something you've read, listened to, or seen somewhere. You don't just magically come up with an idea of like, oh, let's do a podcast. Like something like we're doing this podcast right now will have inspired that for you to do that. So it might be us doing a podcast a couple of days ago. Could be. So when you realize that your thoughts aren't your own thoughts and something around you in your environment is triggering those thoughts to your mind, you then realize that your environment in terms of where you physically live and the people around you and what you look at on social media are the biggest things that can influence where you think and feel. So if you have the right information, the right people around you, you're in the right environment, you set yourself up for success, you only see what's possible and the positives rather than the negativity and the bullshit that's maybe going on in the world. So for example, like people talk about the recession going on in the world. I live in Dubai, you don't see any of that bullshit. Like, there's, I don't know, the gym today is like five Rolls Royces or something retarded. It's like, if you live in an abundance mindset, you have that open mind to push yourself and not have a scarcity mindset in terms of constricting, which is what most people do, and trying to, like, if you want to actually, like, expand and, like, push into the void that most people 
um, put out there. And if you look at even from like a trading aspect, we've spoken about this before, it's like you want to uh, buy when people are fearful and then be fearful when people are greedy because it's the polar opposite of what other people are thinking because people like sheep, they move like with the masses and you want to go uh, against the masses. And I think there's one way you can more think about life. It's like it's the wolves and the sheep and I do think of that about a lot of it. And I think 98, 99% of the world are the sheep. The main thing I do feel that you've excelled in as well is making sure that you had a long-term vision as to where you're going. Looking back and looking forward for you, what was the biggest thing that you feel you've achieved in your past life? And where do you see the long-term vision of you going forward five, 10 years from now? Uh, it's interesting. The most thing I take pride of is the moment I left my full-time job. So like that was the, the equivalent of me escaping the matrix. If you go on my Instagram and you scroll a really long way back through videos, there's one four years ago where literally I had I basically walked out of my full-time job. So in the state agency, real estate, I was only like 50% commission. You hand your notice in, you don't get paid your commission. So I'm not going to work for half price. So I was like, I wait till the day I got paid and literally just got my stuff. I was like, I'm leaving. And uh, on the way home, I, I just drove and pulled over at like this viewpoint. And then I literally just, I thought like, this is an important moment in life. I need to document so I can like look back on this in like 30 years time. And I just talked to the camera about what I did, why I did it, and how I felt. I was like, the fucking adrenaline was nuts. And then I remember going home, and then my boss at the time called me, he was like the area manager or whatever, was like, you have to come back. And I was like, no, I don't. And she's like, you have to come back. And I was like, no, I don't, because I don't work for you anymore. And then I was like, shit, I don't have to listen to anyone else ever again. I can do whatever I want, as long as I back myself and I'm successful. And that, for me, was tr true freedom, because... What I always wanted was to do what I want when I want with who I want. So we're on this podcast because I want to do it. I don't have to do anything now, but I'm in the opportunity where I have the world is my oyster to go and go where I want and do what I want. And for me, fulfillment, like I'm not necessarily a happy person, but I, I get fulfilled. So I get joy from seeing you succeed, from other people succeed, clients succeed, fat loss with the business, whatever. And I really feel that's what I'm here to do. So that probably be the biggest moment I look back on with pride. Um, in terms of what I plan to do for the future, like, Interestingly, I have I don't know if I sent it to you, but I watched this video from Christian Guzman this morning. It like literally made me basically cry on the cross trainer. And he talks about like a contract to himself or what he wants in 10 years' time. And that gave me a lot of perspective in terms of thinking, like, what the fuck do I want to do in 10 years' time? And his goals are like retardedly big. And I was like, I'm thinking too small. So it's like I literally was thinking this afternoon, so I need to sit down and try and work out like what is it I really want. Like I have certain like net worth goals I want to have, say, in the next couple of years, like with our mastermind, the goal is we're going to get that to 300 people within two years. I want to continue to expand our fitness business to help and transform more lives over the world uh, and just build a bigger audience in terms of my own social media presence, in terms of having a positive influence on people all over the world. Because like when I was 26, 27, I felt trapped. I was not in great shape. I was stuck in a nine to five job. I was like your average Joe. And now some respectfully people look up to me and idolize me, but I'm no different than you. I just took action and took the leap and wasn't scared about the fall. Whereas so many people are worried about what goes wrong rather than what if it works. It's like the reality is, it's like, if it works, you get the life of your dreams. If it doesn't work, you just go back to your job. Like, and people shouldn't be so afraid. So if you're in that position right now and you're scared of asking, like asking Azra or me to get in shape for fitness, you're scared about starting a new business, asking for someone for help. I'm in the position I'm in because, like, actually it's a great example. The success to life in, with speed is coaching. So fitness, I first got in really good shape because I got someone to coach me. I still have someone coach me now. I have for the last, I don't know, how long, seven years. Business, exactly the same thing. I probably worked with 
six to eight different business mentors. I work with three at the moment. Like that's the key to get to where you want to be is finding people ahead of you and getting them like you, if you want to go from point A to point B, they can help you bend that time. And that's time you're never going to get back. So that'd be the best piece of advice I could give anyone. Exactly. And I think you've really built this thing called escape velocity where you've done this a long time ago, but when you have the momentum to really move out, you know, for me, that's where, you know, that ticking time bomb started taking a while ago, a few years back with medicine as well. So finishing that up and then making sure that at the end of it, I have options, right? That's where, you know, a while back where really scaling teams, going rapidly, aggressively growing, and then reinvesting into business as well, into myself, personal development, everything to make sure that I was able to actually get out. And that's where you helped me as well. So I always had the thought of cost of inaction. So if you haven't watched the seven figures scaling systems podcast that I did with Charlie, I've watched over that after the show, but cost of inaction with everything was the bigger thing in my mind than what may go wrong. And I feel that's what's really, really stuck in holding people back. It's going back to that idea of fear. Fear is always, always going to be the biggest thing that's holding everyone back. Fear of what other people think, fear of what could go wrong. I always thought of it as like, what is the worst that could possibly go wrong? And even then, I never saw that as bad as living a life where I have no control. You're being controlled, you're censored. You have no real choice. And, you know, I think that your visions and values align to really push you forward with everything in the past and, of course, going into the future as well. So based on where you were at before, I know your relationship status and stuff has changed in the past. How has that changed and where did the values maybe not meet? Because I know a bit more. Do you mind explaining? Yeah. One thing I'd say before we go into that, I'll go into that in a second, is that like no one was ever inspired by someone who was average. So it's like, fuck mm -hmm. being average. And like that was always my mentality when I started to get momentum. I was like, I don't want to be like everyone else. And I, so basically I moved to Dubai January last year. Unfortunately, I ended up splitting from my partner who I was with for 12, 13 years. And the reality is who you are when you're 18 to 20 is different than who you are at 32, 33. And um, people diverge on different tack, like paths, right? So like, I wanted to go off, travel around the world, um, conquer the world, and do whatever I wanted to do. I was like in the fucking crusades of scaling businesses and do whatever. Um, and she wanted to stay at home in terms of have a family and be in the same town she was from, which I completely respect, and that's what a lot of people want. But the reality is, if you're in a relationship right now and that's the situation, you can see that's coming. The kindest thing you can actually do is to end that relationship and then do what's needed to do and have the balls to do it. Like she actually said, thank you, thank you for me for doing it probably four or five months ago, because that then allowed her to then move on to do what she wanted to do. So um, an important thing I would say for everyone to take context of is that sometimes stuff is going to be really shit. And then like in January last year, I had a really bad three days. So day one, Wednesday, I ended up getting divorced. Uh, partner I was with for like 14 years. That was obviously horrendous. Second day, I had to clear out all my personal possessions at a house and basically give all my stuff away in a house that I'd like spent 10 years paying for. And then... The day after that, five minutes before going on a podcast, my Instagram account got disabled whilst I was living in a hotel. I was like, yes, I'm winning. And here's a saying for everyone. It's like, it's not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And the lows will only magnify the highs you have in life. And it's not how, it's not letting things that bad happen to you like defeat you. It's that how you respond to them that's going to make you a stronger person. And in respect all the shit things that's ever happened to me in business or whatever, I take a lot of, um, I've learned big lessons from them and they've made me a better entrepreneur and a better person because I now understand about how to plan for something coming because it will happen in your business. Something really bad will happen at some point. Something again is going to happen really bad in my business. Like 
this is just the reality of how it works. You're waiting for the next like iceberg to float from the Titanic. So, um, but you, again, you shouldn't be afraid of these things. It's about how you handle those, having the mindset to, and also having the advice to handle them. So like, I have a great network of people around me to advise me. Um, you got me to advise you, you've got other people to advise you. That's how you can handle the icebergs. You're not like the Titanic that sinks and you can navigate around that, if that makes sense. 100%. So what do you think the biggest driving factor was in helping you build that mental resilience for you to not crash and burn when everything goes wrong all at once? Uh, what other choice do you have? Like It's like you want to fucking hide under the duvet and not get out of bed. But the reality is I always think the best way to deal with any problem is to deal with it head on. So for example, when that happened with the Instagram thing, right? I was like, my personal life is collapsing, my business is collapsing. I was like, this is fun. So I worked out the numbers. I was like, okay, if we scrape everything back and we don't have that, we don't have any revenue from that Instagram account, I was like, okay, we can still make 20, 30 grand a month. I think I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's, that's pretty good. I was like, okay, it's fine. Um, and from that actually happening really helped the business because it's like when your back's against the wall and a gun to your head, it's like, you'll figure shit out. So it's, uh, Corby, like the head coach at Seven Figure Scaling System, said to me the other day, it's like, um, what would you do if you start a fitness business if you had a gun to your head tomorrow and you had to get five clients? And I was like, and that, he's like, that's what you should put in your training. I was like, that's a really good way to think about it. And whenever your back's up against the wall, like you need to find money, you need to solve a problem, you solve it because you've got no other option. Mm -hmm. And when you have no other option, then that's really fine. I think too many people sometimes just fold under pressure. And that's why I actually think sometimes being an entrepreneur is over glamorized, whereas like, a lot of people maybe should be the number two. If you're number two at like a big company, you earn good money and you still have a lot of control. So know yourself and know what you really want in life to get the end result because being the main man isn't sometimes for everyone. Sometimes I'm like, I, I don't have to like, if there's something really bad happens, I've got three businesses, like 50 employees, it comes to me and then I'm like, Charlie will fix it. Like, Great, here we go. Like, And then I need to try and solve a problem. And that's the bigger the business, the bigger the problem, but then also in a really weird, sick, twisted way, I like problem solving. So it's like you have to have a love of the game and love of the passion, the same as for fitness and business. And if, you, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you probably shouldn't be doing it because that business isn't going to do that well because you're not that passionate about it. You've definitely become the A player in all areas and then you've really built the right team around you. At the same time, you're handling the responsibility of building that team and handling their issues. And for you, what was the biggest thing that helped you bring up your leadership skills to actually get you there because I know how that translates into all areas of life. Becoming a good leader and be making sure that you're the best version of yourself consistently. Um, one thing I'd say before we go into that is that the most important thing of you as a leader is like equanimity. So people know how to handle you and how you're going to be. So uh, from my background before in real estate stuff, I worked with some people who are good managers, some people who are terrible managers. And that's actually probably where I learned a lot of my skills. Even to the point like I was cold calling like 150 people a day, like I didn't give a shit. Like I, if someone's got to be done, I'm doing. I mean, like I'm in, inherently very competitive, um, and I actually like sometimes look back and think I quite like to do that again because it's quite fun. But um, the reality is, for you to be a good leader, is sometimes if you have a really bad leader, like I definitely don't want to manage like that. Um, but I would say one of the things sometimes, which is actually a word I had to look up a while ago, is called empathy. So it's like understanding how people feel and being empathetic, which isn't a natural tendency of mine because I'm like why does this person not get this? Um, which is difficult when you're the leader of an organization. The, but the big thing I say in terms of leadership is trying to learn how to manage each person and not them all the same. So different things will motivate people and everyone's motivated by money. Some people want freedom, status, whatever it might be. Um, and a lot of this, these skills I've learned from either 
personal mentorship with people I work with now. Like um, I don't want to mention I work with Craig Ballantyne at the moment. He's helped me a lot in terms of leadership skills. I've never managed 50 people before. Um, and then I would say reading. So like some great authors of uh, books I'd recommend would be uh, anything by Brian Tracy. He's got about like 30 books, uh, some Simon Sinek's books. And a really good one actually helped me a lot was Working Backwards, a book about Amazon. Um, and it's corny saying, everyone says it, but it's like success leaves clues. Like there's a reason people are successful. There's a reason certain businesses are successful. successful. Just look at how they did it and do the same. And that's really helped you, I guess, in areas of life outside that because you're now a competitor. Well, you have been competing and you've recently competed around three months ago. How did that go for you? What did prep look like? What does the off season now look like? Give me an overview of how that went and how it's currently going. Um, I is an interesting thought process for anyone. If you want to be successful in life, you have to enjoy suffering. And when I read David Goggin's recent book, I can't remember what it's called. Um, I've read both of them. You can't hurt me and whatever the other one's called. Um, he talks about the suffering. It's like the suffering made me exciting. I was like, I actually really like it. It's the same thing with working. Like, I like the grind. I like training really hard with, when like in the gym. I like suffering, not eating much food and feeling a bit shit. And it's really weird and sadistic, but I enjoy that process of like, how hard can I push it? So me from a competing point of view, it's like, I have to have something outside of business to push myself athletically because I come from an athletic background. And that for me um, gives me almost an escape where I've got another thing to focus on rather than just like, how can I scale my business and just sit in my office all day long? Um, and I also think that, gives you a lot of depth as a person because you're not just a, like we spoke before being a one trick pony because for me it's one of the people I'm most inspired by is Arnold Schwarzenegger not because of his bodybuilding career but he was hugely successful as a bodybuilder right he then had a big property portfolio then the biggest Hollywood star ever then became governor of California like if you did one of those things you'd be like this guy's killed everything but he's done all these different things and for me that's when someone is um, a truly a great when they can be multifaceted and successful in different fields. So for me, the competing thing is very much about how hard I can push myself. Is it something that makes me more money doing it? Hell no, because like one of the most important things of business is decision-making. The bigger your business comes, like one of my most important things is like decision-making. How do I steer the ship away from the iceberg? But when you're like running a no calories, I couldn't sleep. I'd be awake for like, I'd get up at like three o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep because I was so hungry. Your body just wakes you up when you're in that position your decision making is a little bit like off and you're probably a bit more emotionally erratic than you would be normally so towards the final four to six weeks that wasn't necessarily the most fun and even from a content point of view it's like i didn't want anyone to film with me i didn't want to be like i just wanted to be on my own because you just don't feel great i can't if you haven't been there i can't even explain it's getting lean for the beach and having abs for a photo shoot but you're going down to like 5% body fat, you literally like, it hurt when I sat down because I had no fat in my ass. Um, when you're at that point, you're like, this is just not good. Um, so that was good. And like the show and stuff, I really enjoy, enjoyed actually being on the stage, which I didn't before. The one thing I hate, because I'm just impatient and I don't like wasting time, is the rest of the day on show day. I like next time, I'm literally like legit taking my laptop and I'm just gonna sit backstage and just work because I can't just sit around for like five hours waiting to go on the stage. Um, but it was something I would highly recommend people do, but you don't need to rush into the process. If you haven't done that before, I had to do a photo shoot first. And one of the best things, like I spoke about earlier about having a gun to your head about pressure, when you're going to stand on stage in your pants, chances are when you're looking at having that piece of cheesecake, you're like, mm, I'll probably leave that because I don't look like an idiot. So like, even you doing a photo shoot as a first like Walmart, that's one of the things we do with a lot of our clients. We've got a photo shoot in Marbella with some of them in the summer. Uh, I'm one in the UK. Like, 
that is something that's going to define your decision making in terms of what you do on a daily basis. And the daily decisions you make are going to define the outcome, the result you have. So from a fitness aspect, that would be it in terms of the competing side of things. You just get used to being hungry all the time. That's normal. Uh, now I'm maybe 15, 16 kilos heavier, three and a half months later. Um, this is actually much harder than getting shredded because it's monotonous, it's boring, it's groundhog day every day. I mean, like 900 grams of rice a day. It's like, this is tedious. Um, it's not as glamorous. And I'm already really struggling in terms of, to be honest, keeping on the narrow with that because I really want to go back and just get shredded again. But that's the point of actually having a coach. So I'm now working with a coach called Luke Miller so they can keep me on the, the straight path and not come off. So wherever you are in your life, basically long story short, whatever you do, get coached for it by someone who can actually help you to get to where you want to be. Yeah, and of course you're in a much more advanced position right now where you are competing in surfing on stage as well. And when you first started, it was a lot more simplified in terms of making sure that you were really becoming aware of you know, your caloric intake and macros, how to actually train, how to actually exercise with proper form sets, reps, volume, and that was all nailed down. So you can actually have a really clear path of how you can actually improve to get to that next level. And I'll wrap up with one last question for you. If you could have one thing in your life for the next five years changed from what it is right now, what would that be? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, for me, that one thing that I'd like to change in my life would actually be me not getting emotionally triggered by things negatively. So for example, and I know a lot of people, this will happen to them. If we have a slow day in the business, I get really pissed. Um, would be like a thing that triggers me, right? So like not having negative feedback loops and not like learning to look, and I teach this, but it's difficult to then learn yourself sometimes. Look at the macro, not the micro. Just because you had one slow day in your business doesn't mean the whole thing's falling apart. So because I'm very driven and determined to get what I want, that's probably the biggest thing I need to learn is to zoom out a bit more. And uh, I do a lot of work with this, like psychologists. And one of the things he said is like, when you're scaling the mountain, learn to look back and uh, enjoy the view. And actually, I almost got upset watching Christian Guzman's video this morning. He talked about the biggest thing he needs to focus on is being present and that's probably the biggest, I know it's the biggest challenge I have. Even like the event we did at the Master One on Saturday, like I should have been really happy with that and I still wasn't. And I didn't, I thought about it this morning, I was like, I almost, it was just, I didn't even want to think about it when it was there, but trying to learn to be more present until you're in the position where you start to like tick off most of the stuff you have in your life and you've got a lot of like, respectfully, a lot of chaos and stuff going on. Learning to be present is probably the most difficult thing. Yeah, and I feel you've grown in chaos and adapted to it very, very well. And of course, I'm sure you're going to keep progressing. So. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This is Charlie Johnson. If you want to check him out, where can they find you? Uh, so if you like hearing me ramble on, we have two different podcasts. To to. So our fitness podcast is The Shredder Show. We've got over 300 guests uh, of the best people in fitness. If you're in fitness, that would be the one for you. Business-wise, we've just launched the Financially Stacked and Physically Jacked podcast. I hope you like the name. It's pretty cool. Because I, I bet everyone, like if you're a guy, right, you want to be jacked, you want to have money. It's basically living in Dubai. Like, I can see the birds are from here. Um, so go check out that podcast as we came on there as well. So that episode will be dropping soon. So make sure you check those out and subscribe. I've also got my personal Instagram, which is uh, Charlie Johnson Fitness, and our business uh, Instagram, which is Seven Figure Scaling Systems. And again, exactly the same with the YouTube channels and TikTok. Love to hear it. Everything will be in links below as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. I'm Adrius Chai, and that's the first episode of the Elite Health Podcast. Join the community for more and. Follow us, subscribe wherever you are and keep watching. Thank you so much.